Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Neil World Order Podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, When I originally wrote this episode, I was prepared to say it had been a few weeks, but let's be real, it has been over a month. I believe the last episode I did was the one I did with Pops, where we uh, talked about the uh, Jason Aldean uh, Try That in a Small Town video, which, you know, seems like old news now or just you know something I don't know I haven't even thought about that song in weeks um I just took some time off um I've been busy I did uh you know you you guys know I went to SummerSlam um we just had some stuff going on in the house I've been I started doing Uber as well and that gave me the opportunity to make a lot of money uh mostly uh, late at night, which is usually when I do this. So it kind of cut into that. And I can be greedy sometimes. I'm just like, oh, money, 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 money. And, and I'll be honest, I, I feel like for the last month or so, um, I haven't really had anything to say. Or maybe anything I thought I wanted to say, for lack of uh, a better way of putting it. Or maybe anything I thought that was worth saying or what you wanted to hear, if you wanted to hear anything, but, um, wow, so I'm sitting here, um, where to start, you know, what do you want to talk about? I, like I said a few moments ago, I took a trip to Michigan, uh, we went to SummerSlam, you guys know I'm a huge wrestling fan, uh, unfortunately, you know, in wrestling, uh, Bray Wyatt passed away last week, um, uh, you know, untimely, surprising death, uh, kind of rocked the wrestling world. To be honest, Bray Wyatt was one of my favorite wrestlers. I actually have, you know, in my thousands of wrestling figure collections here, I have a whole little section that's just uh, Bray Wyatt fixtures from the uh, Wyatt family edition to the Fiend, to the Fiend masks. And uh, that was a hard one for me. I was uh, very into his storytelling, very into the creative aspects of his character, I think he was kind of like a bridge from what The Undertaker was and that fantasy aspect. For those of us who love professional wrestling, uh, that was still there. And I feel like there was a lot of story there still to be told. And, you know, truth be told, a lot of the reason I went to SummerSlam was a lot of the rumors, you know, we'd heard that he was going to come back at SummerSlam. And I was like, oh, this will be so cool. I don't believe I ever got to see him live in all the events I'd been to, or maybe I did. Uh, I know I never saw The Fiend live, but, um, you know, maybe in the Wyatt family era, I'd been to a lot of house shows and uh, some Smackdowns uh, when they came through to Milwaukee. But, um, you know, it's sad losing Bray Wyatt uh, unexpectedly at 36. You know, and Terry Funk as well. Uh, Terry Funk. I think maybe his passing got overshadowed a little bit by the, uh, you know, shocking loss of Bray Wyatt. Uh, Terry Funk was, I believe, 78 years old. You know, Terry Funk's a legend. Uh, He contributed so many great things to wrestling, amazing storyteller. You know, kind of one of the, there's not many of them left, the old guys, you know, the old guard of the era. I mean, I think... You know, you got Ric Flair, you could say Hogan to some extent. Uh, Hogan wasn't quite the worker like Terry Funk, but, um, you know, just crazy to think, you know, the more, the older we get, I guess we lose these guys. But anyways, uh, 
Detroit was awesome. Uh, you know, SummerSlam was at Ford Field uh, where the Detroit Lions play. And, um, you know, I've loved professional wrestling uh, more years than I probably haven't in my life. And uh, I'm not sure if it's sad or it's cool, but whatever. The event itself was awesome. You know, from the entertainment aspect to the just the show, uh, everything that goes around with it. You know, and I, and I think what made it really special and made it uh, better for me was uh, being able to attend with my two cousins, uh, Lanny and Gary. Uh, we spent so much of our youth being just huge wrestling fans, just like the biggest marks, you know, whether it was collecting uh, our wrestling figures, playing with our wrestling figures, making our own title belts. And I can tell you back in the day, uh, Lanny and Gary could make some title belts out of paper and construction paper that were damn near exact to the belts that were on television. There, there was an art these guys had. And, uh, you know, we would wrestle each other. You know, we'd watch wrestling, whether it was like, you know, uh, NWA Saturday night, which became WCW Saturday night, or we'd rent like, you know, a WrestleMania or whatever the, you know, maybe a Saturday night's main event, uh, anything, you know, and that was just, that was just what we did. Like, I think that was our big bond was like, you know, we just loved wrestling, you know, even to this day, we're still huge fans. We collect in our own ways. You know, I love uh, the action figures. My cousin Lanny has an amazing uh, collection of title belts. And we're, we're talking like the actual title belts, not so much replicas, but like the real belts people have worn, you know, that have been signed. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool stuff. And it was really cool to be able to attend an event with them, you know, especially because it's one of the WWE's big four. You have Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. So to be able to knock one of those off the list and especially do something that, you know, as kids we always said we wanted to go do, you know, and we did it. And it, it was kind of surreal, and I'm really glad we got to do it. You know, so much so, um, you know, over the years, you know, we've been separated by miles and differences, and I think our love of wrestling kind of always kept us close it was a place where we could always meet, laugh, talk about the old days. And just, you know, the night before SummerSlam, uh, Lanny and I were actually watching um, old Saturday night's main event where uh, Hulk Hogan uh, defended the title against Terry Funk. You know, just the irony of that, you know, and then a few weeks later, Terry Funk uh, would die. But uh, it's, you know, being a wrestling fan's cool. I enjoy it. I mean, some people, you know, my wife laughs at me. Some some of my friends throughout the years have laughed at me. But, you know, here you are in this stadium. Um, it was 60,000-plus people, and it was just awesome, you know. And we had such a great time that we're planning on and trying to work on knocking out attending the other three big events off our list. I believe Lanny and Gary, have they've done a WrestleMania, so they've done that. Um, I believe Survivor Series is actually in Chicago this year and we looked at that uh wrestlemania is going to be in philadelphia uh come the spring rumor is uh the next wrestlemania after that will be in minnesota which is a little easier to get to for all of us here in the midwest um you know it had been years since uh i had been to downtown detroit and i know a lot of you are thinking oh it had to be sketchy but i'll be on downtown detroit was amazing 
they they had done so much work with the city, uh, especially around where Ford Field is, uh, Comerica Park, where the Detroit Tigers uh, play baseball. And obviously, you know, the WWE had taken over the weekend, and there were posters, murals, uh, thousands of fans everywhere, you know, and people from all over the country. That's another cool thing about uh, wrestling is it kind of brings people, to, you know, even people from other countries as well. They do this really cool pop-up store as well. You know, it's full of WWE merchandise, memorabilia, all kinds of title belts, past, present, uh, a ton of cool stuff at a very premium price as well. I actually have my uh, LA Knight, yeah, uh, shirt on right now. Uh, The line, uh, when we saw the store, we got there early because we wanted to get to the store, uh, grab some dinner before we got into the event. It was was actually two city blocks. It, It went fast. Uh, but it was really cool. Um, you know, it was one of those experiences where I'm really glad I got to go. I can't wait to do the next big event. Um, I was talking about, you know, I, th- I think it's important, like, the older you get to, um, you know, it, it's a cheesy saying now, but, like, the whole YOLO thing. Like, you know, you really, you only get so many trips around the sun, so I think it's important to do things and not, you know, you can only put things off for so long, and next thing you know, you're dead, you're old, or you just don't have the time or you run out of time and so I think the last handful of years I've really made an effort to try to live and I, and I think sometimes we don't really see life the word life as the verb that it is you know we just look at it as a thing and not as a verb and that life is living and it's it's doing whatever you love and enjoying it and making times for the you know and I think I've spent a lot of time last year talking about this the things that bring you joy you know, and not investing time and energy in things that don't, you know, not forcing things, letting, and I think I've done a better job of that, of letting things be more organic in my life, and, you know, in case in point, you know, you guys not hearing from me for the last month, I didn't want to get on here and just, you know, phone in four episodes the last month that really my heart wasn't in, that I was just putting stuff out there just to keep downloads, just to keep people listening you know, just to, I guess, try to stay relevant, um, for lack of a better word, if I even am. And, you know, I was like, what does it matter? You know, if I don't want to do it and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do it, I'll come back to it. I knew long term I still wanted to do this, you know, and I talked about some of the changes I wanted to do that I wanted to change this almost, you know, I think a blending of where the, Neil World Order podcast and the bourbon sessions kind of blend and it really just becomes drinking bourbon and having a conversation with somebody or a few people or whatever, you know, about life and whatever. And we just go from there. And I just realized now looking at this is this is what happens when you don't do things for so long. So um, every episode when I do it, I have a pre-recorded version of my intro and I copy and paste it into um, a new episode. Well, I realize now looking at the timeline running that I'm actually recording my episode right after the intro into this. So it's computer jargon stuff, not a big deal. It just means I have to change the name of this, copy and paste the intro into its own little folder later and probably stuff I won't remember, which means next week when I go to do this, I'm like, oh my God, where's the intro? So maybe we'll get a new intro. You know, we're coming up on season four anyways, which is kind of wild. You know, I guess this season three being the shortest, 
the least amount of episodes I've ever done, but I think um, it prevented there from being boring, dull, well, I hope, just, like I said, phoned-in episodes where I was doing them just to do them. And I think some of it um, is a reflection of the changes I've made. Um, You know, crazy tonight, uh, I talked to Scott on the phone. Scott and I don't talk on the phone. We text. um, He had made the joke. His wife actually called me from his phone about something. And, you know, my gut sank because people only call when something's wrong. I was like, oh, you know, I hope nothing's happened to him, his child, anyone in his family whatever, and I was like, oh, you know, and I, everything was fine, she just had a question, but I heard him in the background say, hey, you've talked to Neil more in the last 10 years on the phone than I have, you know, and I was like, wow, that's really sad, and uh, he and I talked about that, and I said, I'm going to make a concentrated effort to call him once a week, you know, there's, and that's things, you know, we, we need to invest in, and I had said some things, we were talking about life and all that, and it was kind of cool to hear him say, wow, I can't believe you just said that. You know, like, who am I talking to? And I think some of it is as you grow and change. And I've done a lot of that myself, I think, to try to make, you know, you always want to be the best version of yourself every day. That's really all you can be. Um, and I think that's part of it when you work through mental health thing, when you try to, uh, you know, whether it's anxiety, depression, frustration, uh, complacency, whatever is just trying to find things that enrich your life uh you know and part of it starts with uh, you know manifesting positivity embracing things uh understanding change uh coping with things you can't deal with understanding you know not everything's going to be great and being okay when it's not and i think part of it has been you know me being more comfortable with being like okay you know like in the past say two years ago, I wouldn't have been okay with taking a month off from doing this. I would have been like, oh, no, 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 I got to do episodes. I got to put something together. Even if I knew it was probably going to be garbage, socks, or they were 20 minutes, and I rambled on, you know, and, and maybe at that point in my life, I was at a point where, you know, maybe I, w- I had some frustration or anger, and I got on here, and I'm bitching about politics or COVID or whatever, maybe all the things in the world that, you know, we can't change, and there's no point that sometimes to complain about them. You can, you know, want to change things in the world, but sometimes it's pointless to direct your energy towards things. And I think I've kind of worked through understanding a lot of that. You know, I think over the year, the year you've seen the podcast become less angry. There's still some, uh, Neil in there from time to time. Uh, But it's, I feel like it's, if it's less entertaining, I apologize, but I feel like you're getting a better version of me you know, is the best way to put it. Um, at least I like this version of me, and I guess uh, I'm the one that really counts. No offense. But, uh, you know, another first we have tonight is uh, this is the first time I've ever done the podcast with a live audience that wasn't four-legged. We, uh, a week ago, a week ago in a couple days, uh I think I spoke briefly. No, I don't know if I did or not. We have an exchange student here for the year. Uh, her name is Bia. Say hi, Bia. Hi. Bia is from Brazil, and Bia is an amazing young lady who is spending her senior year of high school 
in America. You'd only been to like Florida and stuff on vacation and stuff like that. Far, far away from her family, like a 10 hour flight far. Don't start crying or anything. And um, she's kind of an ass kicker, uh, if you think about it. You know, to see, I, I you know, I, I've, I've told this to her, you know, and I think I've told the story even about how I moved in high school. And I thought that was like one of the worst things ever and one of the hardest things. And in reality, it really wasn't. It actually ended up being a great thing. But like, I can't fathom changing cultures, you know, going to a new, you know, and, and when I moved, my family went with, you know, it wasn't like I got sent somewhere or I left, you know, she's done this by herself. Um, she honestly never stopped smiling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah she's like, yeah. Uh, happy kid, great attitude, super smart, uh, kind of cute, um, a, a j- absolute joy to be around. We're just waiting to see uh, if the other shoe falls and it gets, you know, adjusting to having a teenager in the house again. But uh, she wanted to sit down here and watch me do this, so uh, maybe that speaks to the level of boredom we have in this house, that this is what she's doing for entertainment. But we are super excited to have her here. I think at some point I'm going to convince her to sit in the chair opposite me and we'll talk and do an episode when she's had more time to soak up some different things in America and talk about like things that you know caught her off guard and this and that. But uh, she's taught us a lot about Brazil. Uh, you know, one of the first things I learned when she was coming here was that you know the, the native tongue of Brazil is actually Portuguese. You know, I think sometimes just by our own ignorance as Americans, you know, we assume South America, everyone's Hispanic, they speak Spanish, whatever, but more people in her home country of Brazil actually speak English than his, his Span- or Spanish. And I believe in your paperwork when we saw your Spanish actually tested poor, right? Yeah, you were, which I, I totally got it. I, I had Spanish for three years in high school, and, yeah. and all I could say was like, yeah. "Donde está el baño?" Because I always wanted to know where the bathroom was. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, and just learning things about another culture, and just you know, she's come from the uh, Sao Paulo's estate, right? Yeah. yeah. The state of Sao Paulo, which is, you know, a city. It's it's more uh, urban than being in America's Dairyland here in the middle of nowhere where there's about <laughs> 1,500 people, maybe 30,000 people in the county. Uh, she's, I think she's adjusting well. Uh, she found out today she loves Qdoba. Yeah. She likes cheese curds. Yeah. She got to have some Culver's. Uh, she that she loves the dogs. I think the dogs love her more. <laughs> but um, it's been a really awesome experience so far. We're super. She's never seen snow, correct? You've yeah. never you've seen it on TV, but you've, yeah, seen TV. what forty degrees was like the coldest weather you've ever seen. Yeah. So she's in for um, quite the experience when uh, winter gets here. But I, you know, I keep saying to myself, watch, it won't be a cold winter now because we've told her about minus 20 and two feet of snow and all the fun things like that. Um, Sorry, I needed a sip of my Eagle Rare, which I was actually fortunate enough to get another bottle at Total Wine today in Brookfield, Wisconsin. 
when you go in there, you got to ask them at the counter. Brandon, I tried to get another bottle. They would only sell me one, and Kylie was with me, so they would have known if she had went back and tried to grab another one. Um, yeah, and they sold it to me for thirty six ninety nine, which is amazing, considering there's places in my town here trying to sell them for $150 a bottle. But yeah, so we have Bia for the school year. She's um, She's got one day under her belt. This is the genius of American schools that we had to explain to her. They Their first day of school was Friday, and then they were off the next three days for a holiday weekend instead of just waiting and going to school on Tuesday. But uh, whatever, what are you going to do with that? So I'm sure throughout the uh, next 10 months, I'll keep you posted on the adventures of Bia in America. That could be a section of the show. Bia in America, where <laughs> you get on and you just read a, you read something that happened to you, and you're like, today I was walking down the street. Okay. No, we do, we don't let her walk down the street. We, yeah, I mean, we're out in the middle of the country. I don't really know if you could, but um, yeah. So there's that. See, as you can see, she makes everything happy and laugh. We're laughing the minute she's involved because that's what she does. Also, uh, to change to a more somber tone, the other day, I believe it was, what's today? Today's Sunday. These weekends like this always throw me off. Jimmy Buffett uh, passed away on b -b -b Saturday, I believe it was, yesterday, right? Today's Sunday. Uh, at the age of 76, I believe. For some reason, I think I thought he was older. Um, you know, I, I'm not a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. Uh you know, I appreciate his music. I would, you know, I've never seen him live. I don't think I could handle sitting in the crowd with all the weird parrot head people or fruitcakes or whatever they call themselves. Um, I love the song Margaritaville. Uh, my, my awesome Rita Margarita that I have is actually a take on the uh, Margaritaville Margarita that they make in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So... You know, that's a little homage I guess I'll always have to Jimmy Buffett and his restaurant. I'd actually change the uh, name of the episode to uh, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, which I kind of thought was a cool song, and I th felt like it was something I could relate to. I know Jimmy Buffett's music kind of spoke to a lot of people. I mean, one thing I'll say I respect the hell out of the guy for, I mean, he took, like, being a beach bum and like, and I mean that in like a compliment way and just made a life out of it, you know? And like, that's what he did. And like that part of it's awesome. Like I think about boats and the sand and, you know, I mean, I guess rum was this thing, I, whatever, you know, I almost drank some rum tonight, but I didn't. And, um, you know, put out party music and it was all just a good time. You know, he wasn't the type of guy to, he wasn't trying to tell you how to vote, wasn't telling you who he didn't like, or just enjoy life, have a good time, um, eat a cheeseburger, uh, you know, and, and especially uh, in changes in latitude, it talks about like thinking on, you know, the things you've done and the memories you've made and appreciating them, you know, and knowing how special I think each memory is and continuing to make memories in your life and understanding that each good memory you make, you know, even at maybe in a bad memory, it's something to grow on, something to build on. 
in something that just becomes part of what you are. I mean, you know, that's really what our life is. You know, we make memories and moments and life is just like a million moments stacked up and, you know, it's, it's like a big big Lego thing and each moment of your life is just one of those little pieces that you hope you don't step on when your kids leave them on the floor. And I was thinking about that and I was like, wow, you know, it's it's cool. And it, as I was listening to the song before I went I went live here, I was thinking about all the things I've done, you know, and even and then you couple that with talking to Scott tonight, you know, and Scott and I have been up and down the road and so many, you know, so so many of the best memories of my youth, you know, are tied to Scott and the adventures, <laughs> for lack of a better word, we went on and the things we did and just, just the fun we had, you know, and it made me realize how important it is to continue to do those as adults and embrace our friendship and devote time and energy to it, you know, and realize the gift that, you know, having a great friend is and somebody to make moments with, like going to SummerSlam, like getting to experience Bia's first snow and take her sledding and watch her teeth chatter when it's minus 33 degrees <laughs> outside and she can't control her jaw from chattering. But, um, you know, and I think maybe if we learn anything from Jimmy Buffett, maybe it's that. And, you know, that it, I think maybe the one of the wisest things he ever told us was it's five o'clock somewhere. So it's never too early, it's never too late to pour yourself a glass and, you know, the party's where you make it. And I think that's a, a good thing for us to enjoy that in life. We should spend more time enjoying ourselves, less time pissing and moaning, bitching, thinking about the things we don't have, being more thankful for the things we do, and just enjoying life. You know, I I wish I had more to say tonight, but I really don't. I mean, I had this, all this stuff written about the, I don't know, the possible Biden impeachment and the Trump yada yada, but I feel like that's be been beaten into our heads over and over and over again, that it's like, if I tell you I'm just as bad as the news, and so I guess we'll just... We'll end on a positive note, which the positive note is this Eagle Rare tastes amazing. Uh, it's supposed to be really warm tomorrow, but hey, tomorrow's Labor Day, and I'm guessing unless you work in retail or food services somewhere, you're probably off tomorrow. So make a day of it. Enjoy uh, one of your favorite adult beverages. Make a memory. Cherish that memory. Hang out with your friends. Do whatever. If you don't have any friends, pet your dog, pet your cat, feed your turtle. Whatever it is. But as always, uh, Bia and I thank you for tuning in tonight. And uh, we'll see you next week and uh, hopefully not in another month. Thank you and good night.